0: hello 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 and welcome to another week of queers for peers this is the first episode and so today's conversation is one of my favorites and i think one of the ones that will forever stick in my memory i get to talk to three of my good friends and we get to talk about the beautiful chaos of queer relationships this conversation does have some missing elements from one of the guests, Angel, uh, due to some technical Wi Fi issues. But we hope that today's stories and the courage shared by each and every guest will help meet you wherever you're at. Maybe there's a nugget of wisdom for you on your journey, um, being empowered by a shared experience. Who knows? The potential of the universe is so broad and so big. And so I hope that something in today's conversation resonates for you. So without further ado, here's this week's episode, The Beautiful Chaos of Queer Relationships. Guay ninta luisi. Hi, my name is RJ. It is so nice to connect with you all, all the amazing members of the gender and sexually diverse queer community, whatever you choose to refer to us as. I support you and I'm happy for you. And I am grateful to be in this space, to be able to have these conversations. Uh, Peer support is near and dear to my heart. It's something I advocate for regularly and I'm so honored and grateful that you would even be here and join us in this conversation. Queers for Peers, this is our first episode. This is something that has been in the works for a long time, and I'm really excited that it's finally moved to a space that you all get to enjoy it, and you all get to experience it here with me, live and in this session. Um, But before we get into that, I just want to take a moment and acknowledge that both myself and all of the guests here um, that will be talking on Careers for Peers today, are doing this work on the traditional unceded lands of the Musqueam, Squamish and tsleil nations. Fortunately in my work, I get to work with all three of these nations and it has been a joy and honor to continue to support their work in the areas of harm reduction, peer support, and just connecting into their culture and, and making sure that we are expressing all of the gratitude, all of the joy for the opportunity we have to live and breathe and work and play on these lands. So for that, I'm grateful. A Coast Salish tradition I love to do is raise my hands uh, in gratitude, in expression to all of those ancestors there. So Queers for Peers, this episode, we called it the beautiful chaos of queer relationships. Uh, The the heart behind the beautiful chaos of queer relationships is I think as queer people, we don't actually really get the blueprint for our experience. We don't have a, a clear here's the map. Whereas in heteronormative spaces, there's a quite clear root of what you could do in this life form. Um, And so as queer people, we have this beautiful chaos where we get to try different things. We get to experience and unpack different traumas from how we learned how to perceive relationship versus how they are in reality. And I think there's so much nuance and layers to it. And it can feel chaotic. It can feel stressful. It can feel wild, but it can also Be really beautiful. And I think finding that space as queer people is so empowering to know that, yes, it's chaotic and it feels like that sometimes more often than not, but there's a beauty to it. There's a, a value to it. And that's such a beautiful thing that we get to experience on this life journey. And we really have this blank canvas as queer people. We have this empowering opportunity to just do whatever the hell we want to do. So that's a bit of the heart behind today's episode. I have three amazing guests joining me and we're gonna go on a really, really fun journey together and I invite them to to join me now in this this exciting conversation. And prior to actually when we did this, we met a couple weeks ago and one of the things I think is so important is we create a measure of safety in conversations, in dialogue with folks and so, One of the things we actually did is we made an accountability agreement is what I like to call it, where we all met and we said, what are some things that we need to maintain our safety within this space? And so um, we've made those agreements with each other. We're not going to be naming any names of folks. um, So if any of our exes are watching, we're not going to say your name. I'm so sorry. Um, And also we have an opportunity to pass. So if ever anyone in this space wants to pass or not speak, then they're totally welcome to. Um, but I'm going to start inviting my amazing guests. Hi, oh, hi. God. Oh my gosh, Angel, how are you?
1: Always blessed. Yeah, Whoa. blessed and highly favorite.
0: <laughs> blessed and highly favorite on this Sunday morning. This is church. This is church. <laughs> right here. For those of you who don't know Angel, Angel and I get the opportunity to work together in this harm reduction world. We get to support the nations that we're grateful for today, uh, as well as other nations. And yeah, why don't, Angel, do you want to take a second and introduce yourself while I get our friends in here?
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, like the English language can only describe so much, right? So yes. like, ideally, I would be here with like wings and a halo and like my ideal gender expression. but. Today, I'll use English words because that's a tool that we have. So my name is Angel Gunn. I use they, them pronouns. And I am a queer, non-binary settler on these lands. I've got Irish roots on my dad's side and German roots on my mom's side. I work in harm reduction. I love people who use drugs. I love drugs as well. I am creative. I am neurodivergent. I am fabulous yeah there's lots of things that I could use to describe myself um and I'm also like good friends with RJ so I'm I'm blessed to be here and a part of this conversation because I get to have these heart-to-hearts often with you and I'm spoiled in that way so I'm glad to be able to publicize some of the amazing heartwork work that we get to do together so yeah
0: Thank you, Angel, and I'm I'm equally grateful and honored for you and all the things I've learned from you in our short relationship. Not even short; it's been quite a bit now. Um, and I'm really excited to now open that door to the rest of our career community, who could probably learn some great lessons as well that we would appreciate too. So we'll see. Um, <laughs> we'll see, or they'll be like, "Oh, I should unfollow." <laughs> I'm gonna take it back to an old, I'm gonna invite our next guest, Dale, who's an old dance friend. I feel, I'm trying to think of when I first met Dale, I'm not sure. Uh, but every conversation I can always remember with Dale because you're just so filled with energy and light and I just enjoy you as a human, Dale.
2: Oh, thank you. That's very sweet.
0: You're welcome. welcome. And I'd love, to introduce yourself to the space.
2: Yeah, for sure. Hi everybody, my name is Dale. I go by he, him pronouns here. Um, And I know RJ through the infamous community of dance, or maybe famous, who knows, with Vancouver nowadays. JoJo Siwa, when I
0: was her backup (laughs) dancer, I don't know if you saw me in the back there.
2: (laughs) Um, I am originally from Victoria. I moved to Vancouver roughly like eight years ago, and my family is is from the Philippines when they immigrated here like not to give my age away, but a good, uh, many moons ago. that is where I'm at. And I love the space that I'm in. And I'm so excited to share um, like this conversation with some really, 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 really
0: great people. So thank you for having me. No, thank you. I'm so excited. And our final guest, I I met, I think I met Chandler just because I was like, who's that hottie? Um, And from there blossomed into a beautiful friendship that I'm so grateful for. And I'm so excited to welcome our fourth guest, Chandler. I know, it's like, should we snap? Should we snap? <laughs> it's snaps
3: <nice> today. <laughs> hey.
0: Welcome to the space. Let us know, who's, who's Chandler?
3: Um, well, Chandler is a trans non-binary, beautiful human being who goes by they, them, and he, him pronouns. Yes. Uh, personal trainer, dancer, and Lover of dogs and life. Legend, icon. Yeah, that's me. I'm awkward. And staying hydrated.
0: And staying hydrated. That's always always the perfect. Well, I am, again, super excited for everyone who's joining us. Feel free to jump and send your love and hearts in the comments throughout. Um, We have all spoken before this and agreed upon a a journey that we're going to go on together with these questions. So nothing should be a surprise except for... I'll probably make a question out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's again, we always, <laughs> coming back to our agreements that we made for accountability and safety for us, we're not going to name names and we are going to pass if we need to. It is okay to pass. Um, so so we, we take that in advance. And if we need to add anything else, pff, we'll add it as we go. Um, but I'm going to think, I want a quick roundtable, everyone, and say, when you think of your ex... What is the first word that comes to mind? Which one? (laughs) You pick. That's the first word. That's the first word. That's. (laughs) Which which one? How many? I think I'm going to say my word is nuanced, but I just use that word all the time. Nuanced. That's the word. Angel, what about you?
1: Um, my most recent ex, I think the word that comes to mind is duped. I feel duped.
0: <laughs> Very valid. Very valid. D- uh, Dale, what did you land on? Are you sticking with yours? I think the word that I'll use, and this is
2: probably more so to refer to myself is like an idealist.
3: Oh,
0: I like it. I like it. Yeah. And Ch- Chandler, you're sticking with yours. No,
3: um, which one? <laughs> no I'm going to say love. I think that I still have so much love for all my exes because it just mm-hmm. grows and shifts into different types of love, so. i
0: love and, it. I was gonna say, I love that you actually ended on love because yeah. I was watching one of the lovers cabaret shows, which I know we had seen together. And like in Greek, there's multiple definitions of love. And I think like, I think there's a space to be like, maybe hurt and upset, but, and still love. And I think that that's like such a cool, beautiful place, but our English language is so limited that it's like love, this one one definition right yeah. so when we look to other languages we're like oh there's so much more to this word and what it can mean for all of us right. and so now I guess I'm curious like what does and fire up whoever wants to answer first like what does relationship look
3: like in your world I think that there's a variety of different types of relationships you know it doesn't always have to be a romantic connection a lot of my relationships are more on the platonic side of things, and
1: mm.
3: I hold so much value in those relationships. So I think it's just love in a different way. Mm. Ooh. Oh, good okay.
1: Yeah, I'd have to agree. It's similar in my world. I have folks who are connecting with me in different ways. I have platonic people. I have people who I'm platonic with and I sleep with. I have people that I'm dating but not sleeping with yet. I have people that I'm dating and sleeping with. Like, it's it's really customizable. Um, and mm-hmm. I think I use I use that word specifically because it comes from the Relationship Anarchy Manifesto, which is a, mm-hmm. a document in the 90s, which basically serves as an outline for different ways that you can approach relationships in a way mm-hmm. that doesn't include dominance or or ownership of the other person so it's intended to allow all of the connections that you have to maintain each other's like fullest version of themselves in an ideal sense i mean in practice i think it's much more messy but but yeah yeah.
0: that's amazing what is that called again the
1: relationship Relationship anarchy manifesto oh i
0: love it
1: it's good shit i'll pull it up
0: (laughs) Yeah, right. I, that's no. I think <laughs> it's for anyone listening. Please go get that. Go go get that right now. I and I love what you said. Like, go ahead, get messy. Like, how often do we not give ourselves permission to get messy? Like, I mean, we all know. I drunkenly went to an ex's house and buzzed their door at four a.m. Nice and day. it and I was messy, but and at first I felt like a wealth of shame, and then I said, wait a minute, like. I'm hurting. I'm healing. I'm human, and I was wasted and trash, <laughs> and I can be <laughs> all, of, <laughs> and I can be all of those things, and like that's totally okay. That is totally okay. So, relationship manifesto, though, go ahead and get messy because there is no again, there's no blueprint beyond the one that we're, I think we're taught, and I think that will bring us into this next question: is like, what were you? What were the things you were taught about relationships when you were growing up? that you found are different now as a as an adult or however you want to be at this age?
2: Oh man that kind of goes in with like what I was what I was going to chime in on with like relationships and stuff. I think if you had spoken to if this was like even like a decade ago Dolly versus like where we're where I'm at now it's the version of relationships that exist. I, I mean like Angel like described them all like in my opinion, like quite perfectly. Like there's a variation of different things that I think early on when we're watching all of the shows that we watched growing up, especially like 20 or so years ago, there was very, it was very rigid and Mm -hmm. it was very like, in a way kind of like defined for us. And there was Mm -hmm. not really a lot of room to like explore or like try things out or see... What things look like, and I'm probably going to use this as like a point of reference a few times today because I was telling Chandler this throughout the week. But I have freaking fallen in love with Heartstopper. If any of y'all have watched it, yes, but like 100%. Oh man, like wow, to have like the joy of relationships and mm-hmm. especially like queer relationships portrayed in a way that's like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I didn't know. Like, I was watching Cinderella and Disney movies. Like, there was no tomorrow when I was growing up. So I was like, oh, yeah, these are perfect relationships.
0: No, this is the ideal world. And what I love about Heartstopper is, though it's, one would say, like, idealistic, I think, like, we choose how we see the world in a lot of ways. And we can choose to see the hell that is the reality of a capitalist system. I 100% agree. But a show like Heartstopper's gave us like that seed of hope that if we can imagine something this simple and this loving why can't we manifest that in our experience you know I I thought it was like so that was like a really interesting touch point I think for me what did you did Chandler or Angel did you see Heartstoppers
3: oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) come on (laughs) yeah it was great it obviously there's like the twinge of like slight bitterness having grown up in you know, a different time where where queerness wasn't as uh, visible or accepted. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's also just fills you with so much happiness for this younger generation that's growing up with just the abundance of newer and more improved queer storylines, you know? We've got ways to go. We have a ways to go, but, you know, like, it's it's just still really nice to see.
0: Am I the only one who thinks a lot of my relationship ideologies came from, like, gossip girl or (laughs) or like a shot at love like
3: oh my god like i
0: I honestly i have to say i honestly thought like especially in my early 20s my relationships like not actually let's be honest, they're all still dramatic like i'm just that person but like they're (laughs) let's own it own it um but like i just felt like there had to be drama like it had Because all the reality shows, the relationships were drama and there was no healthy relationships I was seeing in my life from my family. So I'm like, this is what relationships are in the real world. They're like, you gotta, it's gotta be chaotic. You gotta, you gotta, I don't know. I'm curious if anyone else found that their relationships mirrored sometimes television.
3: I think mine mirrored television in like a different sense. You know, I think that we were kind of, raised in the society of a monogamous relationship that evolves from dating to mm-hmm. marriage to babies, where mm-hmm. I like don't want any of that. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, so I think, I think the, the thing that I've seen that's different is that there's just so many different types of relationships that you can have. It doesn't have to be this uh, strict monogamous mm-hmm. marriage babies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> marriage babies, buy a house. House, a house. but oh God, not yep. in this market.
0: Wait, like where who's all buy, <laughs> who's got 10 all million dollars
3: let's go like a barbie <laughs> house like a dollhouse
0: <laughs> that's yeah like, literally that's the thing that i think any of us we can all buy right oh, now let's like, after this episode yeah we'll go walk to toys r us and we'll go buy a dollhouse <laughs> and then we can add into our instagram bios hashtag homeowner in bed
1: yeah.
0: Home-o. yeah. yeah. oh, oh yeah yeah Home-o. Home-o. Oh, I'm stressed. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But this, I was going to say, like, I always struggle too. I think for me and my experience, like, I, there is that desire to like, I don't want to have my own children, but I want to bring, like, I want to take care of foster kids. I mean, obviously I was a foster kid. So there's an attachment to like my idea of family and my concept of family that, oh, Angel's back, that I uh, have. But, and so it's, it's like a struggle because can you, can you create be with a partner who could be non-monogamous. Welcome back, Angel, and open to you know the complexity of a queer relationship, but then also bring life into the world and build, grow them. You know, and grow them in a, a healthy way. I guess. Whereas, whenever I find someone who's interested in having kids, they immediately think they go to well. If you want to have kids, then we have to be monogamous and we have to be married and we have to do this. Because I'm like, well, what if we, what if we were this partner who raised these children, but then we also had other partners, and then what if that those children then learned a broader spectrum of the world and the ability and capacity to love. Like it's, I don't have the answer, but I, I it's a, a place of contention where I'm like, oh, I feel like I play between both sides of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If anyone has solutions, please please shout them out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to go into this next question around like, where do you go to get relationships? For <laughs> <So laughs> like shopping. <laughs>
3: Grinders, just I'm just kidding. That's not relationships.
0: As as like, do do. <laughs> oh you I, well, tex- my god!
3: My notification. It's the version of our relationship. Time. No. <sighs> yeah. I I, like, I
0: would make grinder has been like I've met some really cool same folks on grinder like and not necessarily sexually not like sometimes platonically. Um, back when I was early 20s, I think that was the only thing I knew was grinder. So I did meet like a couple of like short-term boyfriends there. Um, yeah. But there's actually I remember, so back when I was in the closet and I was studying to be a youth pastor at Bible school, <laughs> which we'll unpack a different day. Um, I would I would hook up with guys through Craigslist. Yeah, yeah. Like that, that was, was I was email like y'all are like out here with these shared naked albums like I had to email my dick pics I had to go in the bathroom with my digital camera put the SD card into the computer upload <laughs> it then send it via email <laughs> where's the line yo you said throwback back.
2: <laughs> go digital
0: camera back. with an SD card What's digital the, camera James. well my foster <laughs> parents are in the next room praying and I'm like like <laughs> It was like a different yeah like i don't think they they shut off i used to love craigslist in the sense like there was this i liked this like mystery of it like oh like who are they who for m4m looking for fun only tonight like who is it and they'd like tell their stories everyone had a that and this we could unpack this big but like there's this fetishization of like straight men uh in a lot of like at least for me in my experience like of like oh yeah like oh you're straight I want you. And I'm like, no, if you're straight, I'm like, I think you're like, you need to unpack some shit before you can handle a woman like me. Yeah. <laughs> but but there's this like fantasization of of straight men. And you know, you see it in like pornography and you saw it all over Craigslist. Like, but, hey, looking looking for my first time with a man and I've never done this before. And then you get there and their booty hole is destroyed. And you're like, well, this <laughs> isn't your first time. This isn't your first time. <laughs> the the show us the receipts.
3: If I get like a, I'm straight, but I I turn around and I walk away. That's that's a big no for me.
0: And I I thought about it too, and I think this can push well into welcome back, Angel. <laughs> I think this can push well into the next thing, but I I realized I had a natural uh, inclination or attraction towards like closeted men or men who were not comfortable with their their own sexuality and and it always led to conflict and i realized it was last night at rice cake rice cake realizations as i sat there with my red bull against the bar but i was like looking and i was like oh you know what when i looked at like a certain basic ass person i'm like you're attractive and then i'm like then I would look at like a really wild and creative person and i'm like but you're attractive like and i'm like But for a while, I would chase just that very basic, generic, attractive person because they were less comfortable in their sexuality, I think. And I was less comfortable in my sexuality. So in order, when I would find someone else, it was like I needed somebody who was more where I was at. And so then I was literally just like projecting my own mirror of my own self-insecurity onto another person. And then obviously conflict ensued from the insecurities that I pushed on so I'm curious around like kind of like how how have you found in your relationships like that you've mirrored your own inner shit sometimes in those experiences
3: oh, I got a big one
0: <laughs> I'm ready let's go
3: well like when I first came out as trans um you know I presented way more masculine uh, I felt that that was kind of what was expected of me Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was never really the first thing that I would tell people or when I would share the fact that I was trans with someone that I was talking to or dating, it was always like, you know, this is me, but that's not who I am. Like, it's only mm-hmm. a small part of me, which is true. But um, yeah, and then I found that that would just not attract the right people because they wouldn't embrace that part of me. It would be like, well, you know, like, that's okay. Like, I'll, I'll like mm-hmm. accept it instead of being like, that, that's something that I love about you. Um, mm mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. and now you know i just am the way i am
1: (laughs) but what
0: about for you dale we wait wait, wait. for angel what what about for you like how does this question land for you i think the word that you kind of just spoke
2: out and i was like oh man that's a very relatable word especially with like my most like recent relationship i put Mm -hmm. it in quotes um just because i don't know if i would ever it was a relationship in its own sense i guess but not in like the digestible or like whatever
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, but like projection I think is one thing that I took out of that and like the things that I was projecting I never really realized I was projecting onto the other person mm-hmm. up until you look back at it in retrospect and I was able to look at it and I was like oh there was a lot of insecurity there on my side and because mm-hmm. of that insecurity I wasn't I was accepting kind of like the love that I was getting, but I know Mm -hmm. that I kind of deserved more. And I think Mm -hmm. that's been a challenge for me. I came out just like a few years ago in terms of like my queerness, like where I stand in terms of like Mm -hmm. being gay and um, and just understanding what that looks like in a relationship form. Um, Mm -hmm. I continue to learn and evolve from that. So I have to like really keep myself in check, um, Mm -hmm. especially around like projecting like my insecurities, things that I still have to work on and discover about myself as well too.
0: Mhm. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing. That's I think the hardest place and it's again it's I think it's one of those like nuances. Like for me, I can think of relationships where like there was a lot of good there and then there was a lot of insecurities on both ends and then neither of us had the capacity to support the other person's insecurities. And so i wasn 't wrong he or they were they weren't wrong. um We both just had our own journeys to unpack and 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 break free from before we were able to show up and I always say relationships are growth containers like all those all those conflicts like i 'm really excited by conflict personally because I think like it's a, it's always there 's always a lesson there like if if we fight about something i'm like oh there's something there, and when we get back to like our core of ourselves, we can like then have that discovery and be like okay this is this is the journey this is the stuff I need to work through so that I can then like for me I know it's like I need to to work through from my last relationship those pieces heal from it before I can go on to a new relationship like there's no I couldn't I can't enter into a new relationship until I've done that work because all we do then which I think we've all seen potentially in relationships is if we don't learn the lesson we just (laughs) repeat into the next one repeat into the next, uh, repeat into totally. the next one. And, and some people just aren't comfortable with being alone. It's uncomfortable I think, sometimes post relationship to be alone. But I think it's like, once you get into that space and you're like comfortable with it, it's like the most beautiful space, I think,
3: in the whole world. I don't know. And then, then it's hard think? not to be alone because then you're like, ah, oh, you're infringing on my legs.
0: So can <laughs>
3: my, that myself. <laughs> That. I have to what? cater to who now? Uh-uh.
0: You're like, what? No, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. Um, I wanted to say, going to now the topic, the, I was going to say the fuck water content, okay. <laughs> sponsored by fuck water. Uh, Yay. No. <laughs> but what, like, where did you learn about sex?
3: Which time? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> it's been a few closets
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) just been a few wardrobes
3: yeah angel
0: angel where did you learn about sex let's hope we have
1: oh lord um porn i think it was the first place which is good and bad in many ways um yeah yeah, like tv movies my parents definitely didn't talk about it um That's not true. Actually, my mom taught me like the parts of my body. She taught me what the names like the parts of my body were named. So that was a piece of sex ed, Um, actually, to the point where I would yell in the grocery store as a toddler, like, Mommy, that man has a penis, right? (laughs) (laughs) Prove my knowledge. Totally embarrassed her in our little town many, many times. Um, Yeah, but probably porn, I think, in terms of like learning about sexuality the most. Yeah
0: it's the most accessible one it's it's everywhere like it's it's free you just i remember being 10 years old searching like sex but spelling it like sec <laughs> 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 on google <laughs> what about you chandler Dale?
2: <laughs> go for it chandler you're ready um
3: you, you, you well i didn't ready.
2: have like access to
3: the internet when i was growing up right so it wasn't like i oh, was able nice. to see porn but like i'd stay up late and watch this like what's it called like treasure chest or something, pleasure chest. Is oh, any, on, does like, anyone showcase? know what this is? Uh, like showcase after hours? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. And so they would talk about sex toys and all this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, we didn't exactly talk about sex in my household. My mom explained to me what anal beads were when I was like 14 because a friend made a joke and she's like, do you know what that is? <laughs> and fully explained with like no judgment. My mom's great. Um, but yeah, I would say later in life, I think, and especially after um, my medical transition and accepting that I am a trans person who is sexual, um porn really helped me with that seeing people with bodies like mine mm-hmm. being not only like comfortable with it but like owning it, so yeah, mm. I don't know it's hot, yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs>
2: I mean, it comes to, I don't think it'll be a surprise to anybody, but mine was also porn.
1: Um,
2: Very interesting for me, though, was, like, growing up, like, when I was young, younger, because I'm so old now, but, like, when (laughs) I was younger, like, I would always specifically watch straight porn. Oh. So, like, and it never really occurred to me that when I was watching it, I would be more physically attracted um, to the man. Yeah, porn. And yeah. then it wasn't until later that I was like, Oh, there's porn. That's just the things that I like, quote, unquote, kind of deal. Yeah. So that's kind of how I moved over into that realm. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I, I don't know if this is like a show that you've ever seen. But like, for me, like the concept of like, getting ready as like a bottom for those that there, us that are like, you know, preparing to be a the there's a show. Player. But not a show, but like, if y'all have ever watched Sex Education um, mm, yeah. on Netflix, I'm like referencing so many Netflix shows. Frickin' we better get sponsored. <laughs> but like, um, but Sex Education, there's a, uh, a person that's on there
0: that describes the idea of douching. Get educated.
2: Brilliant. Very accessible. So very good.
0: Uh, yeah. I honestly, I'll admit, I did not learn about a douche until January 2020 that was the first time so i had spent years just getting messy and <laughs> thinking there was no solution <laughs> but you don't know, think i but i was with my friend justin moraine in calgary and we went to the sex store and we're like we got poppers and douches <laughs> and i was like oh this is what it means to be gay at 30. like that was that was 30. like i'm that i was that late to the game uh, but you don't learn these things like i mean i learned about sex through probably calm like we have common Alberta is career and life management but then there was a sex component like but it was very birds and birds and the bees and then church was very like just don't have sex till marriage that was mm. all, obviously Al- just don't have.
3: Alberta sex ed was so bad yeah, <laughs> yeah. they like an episode of Degrassi and they're like did you learn things
0: <laughs> did you learn things and they yeah. like no yeah. I was
3: talking the whole time
0: or sending notes yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, now pull it back away from sex, but maybe it can still involve sex. What would you say are some, and you can share either or, like red and green flags in your relationships? Let's start with red flags. It's easier to think of those. And <laughs> I, I, I'll start just to give you a second. Red flags for me, like uh, I, I, what I learned last night is like, if your fit is basic, you, it's a red flag for me. Wow. Yeah, like, as I, there was a very internal learning process for me, but I was like, if you're a basic bitch, you can't handle all of this, so you need, you're not for me. (laughs) No, no, red flags, red flags.
3: I think someone who's not comfortable with their queerness, which isn't a red flag, it's just that's not where I'm at in... like my journey. So to be with someone who isn't comfortable yet, I Mm -hmm. feel like that would make me again uncomfortable. Um, Mm -hmm. That's just not something that I am initially drawn to. I love people that are just super visibly queer and out there.
0: That's really good. I really appreciate that you made that point. It's yeah, it's not like it's it's for me, like for me where I'm at. This does not work. But are you as a basic bitch, valid in your experience, yes. And well, and it. I was, I was, and maybe still am that basic bitch sometimes. So, yeah. so it, you know, like, yeah, I really appreciate that that value. <laughs> Angel, do we oh. think we can we can hear you from the no. the depths of the cave oh, that you're no. in? No. Maybe a little bit. Maybe. Frozen on my side. No. Oh. Frozen. um
2: red flag for me in relationships um i'm a pretty straightforward person like i i like to think that i'm like direct so if i feel uncomfortable with something i'll just bring it up Mm because to me it's the sooner that i have something out in the open the easier it is to kind of solve and solution rather than keeping it compressed kind of deal Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but like a big red flag for me and like some of the relationships I've had is when I do that, but then they reverse it and we don't end up having a conversation around that particular topic and it ends up being something else. Mm -hmm. That for me is like, has been the, probably a red flag that I like to notice early on.
0: Mm -hmm. Something there, but yeah, it's like, cause one thing we're not taught, there's a book, um, conflict is not abuse and it's like it's written by a queer Mm -hmm. human and it's it's a really good book i recommend to any queer person uh, any person in general but like there's this tendency because when you're in conflict you naturally go to your most basic human instinct which is like to defend and protect yourself and territory so then you have to rationalize your argument and turn it into something else So it's like a very human thing to do that but if you but it, it, it what it shows is that you're not you don't have safety or security within the relationship and so that if that foundation is rocky you're never going to be able to work through the conflict and then it, so i it, it like looking at how people handle conflict is like i think really and something i'm still learning like i wish i was i wish i was a pro but i didn't finish the book yet so i don't know <laughs> <laughs> got to keep reading I'm, I'm gonna start reading it right now but it, it it's like it, and and we we're a violent like i always joke about choosing violence but like people like there's some people who are like I don't understand why like you can be so aggressive and I'm like well, did, I'm sorry do you know what what we were built on like we were built violent like when the, <laughs> the colonizers came over they chose violence and then we like in relationship like there's so much violence that has built the North American experience that we live on so it's like of course it's going to come up but it's our job to I think People talk about healing from our ancestors. Like We have to heal that stuff. We have to work through that stuff and heal and work on a way to have healthy conflict and sit in discomfort because the world doesn't want us to be uncomfortable. It wants us to just be happy and smile all the time and feel good. (laughs) Um, What do you think you had to grow through to get to where you are today?
3: A lot. Every day is... An opportunity for growth. Mm. Dale?
2: Um, That's a toughie. I would probably (laughs) say a biggest thing in terms of like learning and like unpacking and unlearning. Um, I grew up uh, like my family is like Christian Catholic, Mm -hmm. originally from like the Philippines and like growing up. I like led a youth group and like all of that good stuff and um I don't regret any of it because it's taught me like the importance of community and like gave me so many great like communication skills with working with like peers like within my same age group and then also like working with younger like youth as well too but it also kind of like put me in a lane where I felt very restricted and I never really realized it until I moved away from Victoria. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that's something that I've had to like unlearn, unpack and like really grow through the fact that I've restricted myself out of like the, just because of my upbringing and what I've been surrounded by. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it wasn't until I got exposed to like the different communities that actually exist and like different people with different viewpoints to really like learn who Dale is. So I think that's Mm -hmm. one thing I continually, like, work through. Like, there's probably some stuff that comes up and I'm like, whoa, I didn't know that's something that I have to work through. Time to go put in six more months. Thank God for COVID. Like, <laughs> good stuff. So I would probably say that's my biggest point of growth before yeah. and even
0: right now. On a lighter note, I want to hear, does anyone have any, like, funny, unexpected dating stories?
3: <sighs> I went on a date with someone who said, well, I don't hate dogs, and like my dog is my life. So yeah. it's like, oh, that's my red flag. There you go. <laughs> yeah, if
0: you don't like, <laughs> if you don't like dogs. Get
3: out of here. I mean, get look, she's right out. there. <laughs> Aww, Elliot. And right here, she's sleeping.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Where's of... Any, any deal? <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs>
2: Not really bad dating stories, mainly because like full transparency. I'm not yeah. really like a quote unquote like a date person. Mm. Like right now, and especially since like for the past little bit, it, I'm I've been more of like a hookup, and see where it goes from there. And then if it mm. doesn't go anywhere past a hookup, that's as good as it kind of gets. So Mm -hmm. I've never really had like a bad dating story. Have I ever had like a very questionable kind of hookup?
0: (laughs) The answer is yes. (laughs) I wanna hear, I wanna hear. My mom just joined the conversation,
3: but it's okay. She's she's heard it all. Okay, but isn't hookup culture dating these days? Like, what is a date? I don't know. I don't know what dating is anymore, you know. Like, that,
0: and I was gonna say that kind of bring, like, we're going to yeah, like what like a hookup culture like, is that the norm? Is, yeah. is that the queer response to heteronormativity? Like,
3: like, like you like, hook up first, make sure that's good. And then they're oh and like, I guess we could share a meal, you
0: know? That's true. I, I think I guess I just have this like,
3: I am the meal. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> 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 it's, the, I think I'm just an old person. I think mentally I'm just 100 years old. Like, I'm just like, I just want to go talk to you first and get to know you for a few weeks and then, like, intimacy. Weeks? Wow. Like, I am slow to bed. In Mom, plug your ears. But in unless I'm drinking, like, I'm slow to bed. So, Me too. It, it, me too. <laughs> Lies. Well, liars. Liars. <laughs> but that's but again it like it's like a priority like for me i think like sex is not a super important factor like i remember dating this man who the sex was terrible it was so bad i was giving you a full like telenovela soap opera act the every night and i was testing my acting skills but but the connection and those other pieces were good so it was it was okay I was okay with that i don't know it's just you have to know like what you're oh angel's joining in the angel's joining in the chat <laughs> yeah Angel said i'm the same way hookups aren't fun anymore without care and connection yeah there's like there's that there's that care and connection piece i think i need that little like little raymond who just needs to be like coddled and like validated and to feel safe and then when i feel safe then i can be open and vulnerable in that space Whereas some people's queerness maybe they feel i i guess you can speak to it like do you feel your sexual identity within your queerness is the most com- is like a more confident part.
3: That makes sense. Mm, or no, I don't think it's really exclusive for me.
0: Ooh, I like it. Yeah,
3: Do you know, I think. Am I thinking black and white? Am I? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Challenge me. I don't know. I think the tough
2: part with white, at least for me with what you're saying, Mm -hmm. RJ, is that I've mechanism Mm -hmm. to kind of, like, the reason that I separate my, like, my, like, sexual intention versus, Mm -hmm. like, an intention within a relationship and I keep them separate is because Mm -hmm. as soon as I mix them, I am, like, full-on Leo. Like, I will take pride and ownership in any relationship that I am in. And as soon as there's even an inkling of like a serious relationship in there, I am very emotionally involved. Um, And that's like Mm a thing for me to like learn and unlearn kind of deal and where I stand with that. But that's kind Mm -hmm. of why I keep them separate. And that's why I enjoy keeping them separate, especially at, at the time, at this particular moment in time, I enjoy keeping them separate.
0: I like that. And it gets, that's like the complexity of being human is that you can be this person and I can be this person. Like there's a, not only are we, like we can be on the gender spectrum, the sexuality spectrum, but like the human spectrum, we don't have to show up as this one version of self. And like, that's, you know, the whole war between like who I am personally versus professionally. There was these two different people. It's like, they can be, there can be multiple versions of me. Like that's the, the almost, I think Vivek Shraya talks a lot about like, the many versions of herself and like the how she plays in different roles and the value that is rather than the, the colonial kind of thought that, oh, I have to be one way and show up as one person. And we got Angel, I'm going to read it. So we have this in the recording, but good sex needs good communication, in my opinion. So if I can't talk and laugh with you, I probably won't sleep with you, you either. Especially kinky sure. encounters. That's yeah. so true. because how that and maybe this is my point of contention with like a hookup culture is I'm like I'm not comfortable with you already so then how am I supposed to tell you what I want you know like because you need to be able to communicate those things and so I'm like how do I say like oh that was terrible like <laughs> I don't even know your middle name <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't I don't know your social insurance number so I I can't tell you that I don't like it when you do
3: that yeah communication is super important I think for me especially like um being trans and dating people that are I guess more so typically you know used to dating cis men Mm -hmm. uh you know being with someone like me is very different so Mm -hmm. I definitely need that communication I need that connection if I can't laugh with the person because there's gonna be some awkward things you know Mm -hmm. that's it's just not gonna happen I
0: totally agree I totally agree yeah
3: communication is key
0: Communication is the key to that, But if you
3: can't talk about sex, like that's a big thing. You have to be able to talk about sex before you can do it with a person.
0: When that's, yeah, cause you're, I mean, I feel like we're taught to like shame, not shame, but like there's a lot of sexual shame in a society that's like sex is currency really right now. And like, it's everywhere yet it's still so taboo. Like I, I'm really, I'm, I'm always so interested in like, how does that happen? How can we like porn be, and sex be so accessible Yet still so shameful.: right. I don't know the answer. If anyone watching knows the answer, please put it in the comments. Um, angel said, being able to name our own desires and wants is key to I 100 percent agree. Mm. That's like, yeah, that's 100 percent 100 percent. Well used to have,
3: Oh what? Oh, I was just going to say you have so much shame around sex. Mm-hmm. like I wouldn't want anyone to touch my body, I wouldn't want to do anything. I was very much like. I'll touch you. I'll pleasure you. That's fine. I don't need anything. Mm
0: -hmm. But I think
3: it's like coming into that comfort and that acceptance and like, just full love for yourself. Mm -hmm. where it's like, okay, now I can, you know, name my desires and and make sure that I get mine too. You know? Yeah. I I came here to get mine. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: I love that. Well, let's come to a close and Angel, I'm going to ask you this question and put it in the comments. but. Let's close off today's session of the beautiful chaos of queer relationships with the question that we put at the end is like, what's one piece of advice or message you'd give to the little gay queer version of you? I know for me, mine would be embrace the chaos. And, you know, obviously we titled this episode beautiful chaos and like, It's a word, glorious mess and beautiful chaos are like my favorite words. And so I thought like little Raymond, there's so many folks who'll be like, oh, like that's a mess. And like, that's all over the place. Like the movie, everything, everywhere, all at once, like is my experience, but like that there's beauty in that. There's joy in that. And the reason why it's sometimes hard for other people to accept is because it's harder to understand because I am complex. I am these many things, Um, but that's my strength, not my detriment. And in a colonial world, they're like, oh, wait, we want to put you in a box, we want to make you safe. So, embrace the mess is my message to little, little Ray J, little chubby, little chubster. <laughs> Rock, paper, scissors. I'll do
3: it. I'm, <laughs> I'm like. Uh, no. Oh, dang it. <laughs> I got paper, you guys can... Okay, go, 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 go. Wait, no? who's going? <laughs> you go. <laughs> oh, um I would tell myself to embrace who you are and just be authentic to you and the version that is true to you rather than the version of you that is expected from you and Mm. I think just following who you are helps you go down the path that you're supposed to go down
0: Mm
3: -hmm. I love that. Dale?
2: Um, I think for mine for little Dolly I would probably tell him to not change the way that he loves think mm-hmm. there's like a journey that we all kind of go on as we grow is like we kind of get setbacks and like we have to adjust just to match up with people that we encounter but I think we all kind of journey back to like that childlike wonder and to love without any kind of like inhibition so if I could mm-hmm. remind myself early on to not doubt and not change the way that I love someone or the people that are in my life in any form of relationship that I have with them,
0: that's the advice that I would want to give. hmm I love that. I love that. And I've got Angel's note here. Message to baby Angel, be bold with when you say no, be enthusiastic when you say yes, and ask for more time if you're still a maybe. Also, we are not what happens to us. We are the spirit that endures no matter what. I love it. And I think in a beautiful way to close our first inaugural episode of Queers. Four peers, three and a half peers. Queers, <laughs> three and a half peers. Well, yeah, everyone, cheers. cheers with your- Cheers. cheers with your coffee. Um, we're gonna go enjoy the rest of our Sundays, but I don't know, does anyone, do you have anything you wanna say? Penny? Be gay, just be gay. Just be gay, be love gay. yourself, love everybody around you. And yeah, just just be gay, that's it, just be gay. That's, that's your Sunday service for today. Thank you all for joining. We'll be back in two weeks with a whole new episode and I would tell you what it is, but I don't know what it is, so we'll find out. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for joining us here on Queers for Peers. Is there a theme or a topic you want us to talk about? Do you want to tell your story on the show? Head on over to Instagram, and search Queers for Peers. That's Q-U-E-E-R-S, number four, P-E-E-R-S. Give us a follow, send us a DM, and let's get you on the show. Let's empower you, and let's allow others to hear your story and the strength and resilience that you have. We have lots more to come and lots and lots to talk about and so many different pockets of the gender and sexually diverse community. So I hope you'll continue to participate and engage with us and we look forward to coming together and healing and growing stronger together.